ออนไลน์พอดแคสต์ทรีโนล้วมิจฉาดิสแกนอัมนอกระดับตัวไซเอลออนไลน์พอดแคสต์ฉันรู้ว่าดิสเล็กซิกออนไลน์พอดแคสต์ฟอร์ทรีสิกเ
which is what I was, you know, kind of he eloquently put down in that sentence, which is what I was trying to say for the whole podcast is you, you do things to make you feel good. And that sometimes happens to be for me, uh, look good. <laughs> looking good. <laughs> so, yes, I'm shallow, but shallow's relative. <laughs> But there, there's. A, I'm just, just not being silly. This is serious because there's, there is one line in there that, that really resonated for me, and I'll tell you what that is. And then he says, regardless, there will always be some self doubt or internal flaws that you will worry about more than others. For instance, he said, like you've thought you were fat when others said you were not. So. That's like my mental scar that I was always, I I feel like I've always will carry that in my mind, in my head, no matter what. But I can remind myself to not make that into a big issue. Now, don't get me wrong. Even though I spend, you know, multiple minutes talking about however long that last show was. However long I spend talking about being vain and wanting to be thin and wanting to be this and that, I that was not a that that was not a necessarily a struggle. It was a struggle, but it's not like a a, a dilemma. It's not like a, a problem, an issue of my life. That just happens to be the one thing that I choose to talk about on my podcast because I thought I cannot be the only one who felt. Sometimes guilty about feeling vain. However, I do understand the power that sometimes it gets you when you feel pretty <laughs> and when you feel like you look good, even though that may not be the case. That the 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 positive energy and the drive that it gives you. So that's why I chose to talk about that topic. It's not that it is in my head all the time, even though. Michael and I talk about us being fat all the time, and I have also been taking this class. I told you about my class that I took at work called、e、Eating Emotions or Eating Feelings. It's essentially about emotional eating, and we have a remind or a refresher course this last、uh, week, and I've been attending that class. And the the one thing that I I feel like I It was helpful for me, was that I was too critical on myself. I sometimes don't respect myself as much as I respect, and also I don't treat myself as gently and as nicely and as lovingly as I do other people. And I think a lot of people do that. I'm sure you can, you can echo that observation. We sometimes are too harsh on ourselves, to the point where if you say the same thing to yourself, if you say the same thing that you say to yourself to other people, you will feel bad and guilty about saying that because it's it was so harsh and so、uh, um, not kind, so unkind. So that's what I got out of the the class, and it's good that we and I have a refresher course because it sort of helped me. Reconnect with what I picked up from that class. It is to be gentle and be kind to myself. You know, when I fail, don't be too hard on myself. And also, when I 
blankly, blindly, emotionally eating this stuff, stuff in my face that I don't even like to eat, then, uh, you know, take a moment and take care of yourself. I mean, that's what, and it sounds kind of a little awkward and weird, but it, you know, it's nice that it, you know, I, I need to take that moment to be kind to myself. Going back to the, the email that I got from Big Fatty, sweet, sweet Big Fatty. Who's not fat anymore? Um, he says, It's easier to come up with excuses and factors outside your control in order to take the easy road through life. You aren't expected to know all the answers all the time. You get that, uh, you get that with aging and experience, which I agree. And as for aging, he said, because I talk about being old also, you will get old, you will look older, you cannot avoid that. What uh, work on things you can control and don't worry about these that you cannot, those that you cannot. That line was uh, very meaningful to me because, you know, the 39 number sort of, you know, kind of smacked me in the face. It's not, again, it's not a big deal. Not as big a deal as it may have sounded because that less than an hour or 30, 40 minutes of recording is only a small fraction of my life that week. So it doesn't really represent my entire life. I'm just saying, just so you understand the scope of things. However, it did hit me harder than I was expecting when uh, the day after th uh, my birthday, that I thought, oh my gosh, fuck, I'm 39. So, so that line, I understand. And also, you know, it's good to be reminded. I know all that. I know everything that he said, he talked about, Especially about you will get old and you will look older. You cannot avoid that. So that that really is something good that I need to know. That when the time comes, I will not be able to control all that. And some people would go to the extreme of doing surgeries. I'm not ruling that out. <laughs> I'm not ruling that out because who knows? What if it helps me? <laughs> I just don't want to look fake. Um, so if, if I'm in a, if there's an option for me to look young, fake, like plastic, you know, one of those, I don't know. I've been seeing some men, especially, and some women too. That little, I don't even know what the procedure is. I probably talk about this on the show as well. Is that that kind of like that puffiness, that shiny puffiness that, that people have on their face, like Madonna has it, and and some of other people has it too, that, that, that puffiness on, the, on their cheeks and uh, Botox or whatever. I don't know what the cause that. I don't want that look. It's just like too puffy, you know. If I want to be pu uh, uh, plastic, fake, young, I would probably choose to be a, a gracefully... Uh, but looking old, looking old gracefully. So that's what I'm going to say. And he said, be your best friend and enjoy being in your skin. And I definitely appreciate what uh, Big Fatty uh, sent me, took the time to write the email. And when you do that, I, I you know, it's it's very nice to hear back. And all of you podcasters out there, if you know, uh, I know some of you are not, but some of those of you who are, you know how sometimes being a podcaster sometimes can feel pretty lonely, you know? It's all, it's just kind of like 
one-sided and you don't really get an, any interaction, which is why I like to interact with you on Twitter. If you are a a uh, Twitter user, you can follow me. I'm drinking. You can follow me on twitter.com slash John Ong. Or simply just you know look for John Ong or at John Ong on Twitter. I'm getting my vodka. My vodka. Mm -hmm. I have a big tumbler full of martini. Are martini made with vodka? <laughs> I don't know. I don't drink. Anyway, uh, I'm just refilling my water. So, I appreciate it when you take the time to write to me and communicate with me. And I especially appreciate that when you actually uh, interact with me throughout the week and also when you take the time to uh, write in or call in. So, I probably asked last week, I said, I don't even know if people listen anymore because I haven't done a show for so long. But I haven't been regularly putting out shows for so long. I don't even know if people are listening. But like I said, Multiple times, I mostly do this for myself. I like it that you're listening. I like it that you you interact with me. But the main goal, if nobody's listening, will I still continue doing this? Probably yes, because this is kind of like my like, kind of like my my free or cheap, not necessarily free since I have to pay for the hosting and so forth. It is my inexpensive therapy. It gets me. Quiet down, and I get to think through my thoughts. Or sometimes I just say it because it's sort sort, sort of like a um, like a what is it? What's it called? Like you know, stream of consciousness, right? Where you you start talking about it, and it comes out from your mouth, and you start to think about it. It's like, oh, maybe this is what I feel. Maybe not. Blah blah blah. It's uh, it's a good therapy for me. And so I ask whether or not you guys are listening. Uh, a listener named Baron. Hi, Baron. Baron wrote in, and it's uh, delightful. Baron wrote in, and he says, uh, "Hey, I'm listening. Thank you for doing that." And it is just like that small little gesture. I know it's probably not small. It's not small for me because sometimes if I have to take a whip out my things, <laughs> excuse me, wake up my thing, whip out my thing, whip out my things. Um, uh, my iPhone and just write you a message. It, it feels like a lot. So even though it's just a simple saying, "I'm listening from Baron," that's that's big. That's uh, uh, a a really good small gesture, probably, but it means a lot to me. So thank you, Baron, for doing so. And I know some of you listen to your podcast later too. So I appreciate that. And speaking of appreciation, it means to me. Um, as much if you t were to call in, and did you know you can actually call in nine two zero iPhone one? It's very easy to remember. All you need to remember is nine two zero iPhone one. I don't really know why I picked that name. I think when I had the opportunity to pick my voicemail, uh, which is also my Google Voice number. I just pick a vanity number that I can easily remember, and there's nothing close to online that I thought, oh, who cares? I, I love my iPhone at that time. I just <laughs> chose 920 iPhone 1. So there you go. That's my number. 920 iPhone 1. You can call me 
like uh, Jay did. So I'm gonna play his voice message, and I'm gonna interject every now and then if I want to in- um, kind of respond to what he said. I really like it when you interact with me. And uh, here's his message. Hi, John Ong. This is Jay the Hot Cub from the Lotso Podcast. Just- Hi, Jay the Hot Cub, Lotso Podcast, which I love. L-O-T-S-L, Lotso, live on the shit list. Sometimes I want to get on that show. But I don't know if I actually have anything to, to contribute in a way that they would like it. Because uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't have a lot of stuff to complain. And uh, the charm and the beauty and the, the reason why the show is so good is because they talk about crap that you might think in your head, but you don't necessarily say it out loud. Uh, some things I can... Uh, well, I can relate to everything they say. It's just not my normal self. So, But sometimes I secretly wish that I want to be on that show. I want to say, hey, uh, I do listen to your podcast every time Thank you, you. Out. Thank you. Um, and- <laughs> every time I put one out. Thank you for doing so. Every time I do put one out. I try to be better now. But anyway, I don't want to be too hard on myself. Be kind. I just want to let you know that I enjoy them. You always make me laugh even when you don't intend to. Um. <laughs> okay, so he said... Uh, I don't know. The the sound might not be... The quality might not be as good. Uh, I hope you can actually hear him. What he said was that uh, I always make him laugh even when I don't intend to. Which is what I tell the bell. Like... As, for instance, your uh, comment about having a watermelon face. <laughs> I I didn't even remember that line until you left me the message. I was actually at work when I heard that message, and I cracked up. In the oh, I was you know I was listening to this while I was getting my drip, my water uh, refilled on the water cooler, and I heard that line, and I cracked out. I love. Um, I cracked up. I laughed out loudly. Um, anyway. So I do crack up myself. <laughs> Watermelon face. But yeah, sometimes I look like... Okay, here's the trick. I learned this week that I I can actually lessen my watermelon face by turning to the profile ever so slightly, about three quarter. You can project ever so slightly... Turn your head slightly so that your face is not, especially for Asian faces. You, if unless you're really skinny, you, your, your, um, face in the what is it called? The f- your profile, not profile, your portrait, like in front of your face. If you turn slightly, it kind of gives you a little bit more, a little bit more definition on your face. So you see your chin a little bit more. You see your cheeks a little better, easier. Um, unless you have like a really skinny face, and then you like sunken cheekbones and. All that crap and good lighting, then your contour would show up. Sorry, I just hit the microphone. But um, <clears throat> if you if you're not if you're kind of like me, watermelon face, just turn slightly. Hey, uh, I just wanted to chime in real quickly on your last topic about vanity. Um, I think we're all vain to some degree, and I don't know whether it's worse with gay guys or or not. But I mean, I you know I, I have to chime in there. Yes, I think it probably is worse for gay guys. Maybe on a different... Um, I'm sure straight guys care too, but they... I don't know, but let's just talk about gay guys because that's you know, those are my, my people in my circle. I do think so. I do think so that gay people are obsessed. I, for instance, I'm obsessed. I look at... 
uh, people who are fit and obviously not everyone's like that, but in the gay circle, more people are actually like more of my friends are fit than say if I would hang out with a bunch of uh, straight people. No, that's not that's not right. But <laughs> no, what I'm trying to say is that uh, because it's not so much of a focus to my straight friends of getting this really fit lean tight body that I don't feel as pressured and also feel like oh my gosh why are you guys so skinny bitches so fit and then I'm not and I would do I guess we do uh have the same effect as a lot of straight women or women in general are led to believe by all this super thin, super skinny, long legs, beauty that we see on TV and on, in the magazines. The eating, emotional, eating emotions class that I took, talk about that specifically, how we were trained, or, or the media, the commercial especially, are made to, uh, women are made to look that way, and so make women wants to be that way and men wants the women you have if you happen to be straight that's the not the right or the correct or the realistic image body image that we want so uh i think gay men definitely falls into that category for me at least I kept thinking, this is not realistic. Not everyone is going to look like this, especially if you don't work out like me. I cannot be like that. So I'm even settled with not looking ripped. I'm not ripped. I'm not, you know, muscular at all, not lean, not at all. I just don't want to be fat. And so, you know, but still, a lot of people, and then actually sometimes every now and then I caught myself too in the mirror or in the reflection. I thought, you know, I'm actually kind of slim looking, but at the same time, I kept going on to the my waist where the fat is bulging out. When I sit down, my my fat in front of my belly folds and cover my my um my the pants, and it's you know I focus on those. I just want to have like very little body fat, which is impossible for me because I don't work out. Uh, so the only thing I can do is try to eat healthier or healthier portion. I do like food. But anyway, I digress. I'm in a uh, committed relationship, a monogamous relationship, where I'm not really on the lookout for anybody else, but yet I still worry about the way I look all Yes, yes, me too. I'm in a committed uh, monogamous relationship myself for 15 years, and I still... Uh, want to look good, but here's the thing, though. I don't. I don't ever know. Here's the thing. Now we're gonna go into a different can of worm. I do not know when guys hit on me or when guys check me out because I think I don't know what to to uh, anticipate. I don't know what to look for. What are the signs unless they come up to me and say you are hot? And even then, I would think, oh, you're just joking. That's another complex. That's another issue. But I don't know how to pick up those. Um, and the I know I get attention because I, I wear 
I present myself very uh, differently. I wear skinny jeans. I have glasses that's of odd shapes and material. I express myself through my fashion sense. It's not a a common look, I guess. You know, I'm a little crazy. Not, I hope not too much, but I don't know. You know, I'm a little crazy. I'm sure Minoy Boy can uh, relate to that. You know, you get attention, but I don't know if I know those attention are necessarily good or bad, or even if they are uh, hot, like sexy hot. Other than Bruce, I don't know. Even if people have told me, those do not compute in my head. I believe Bruce. You know, because we have sex. <laughs> so I believe Bruce. I I don't know if I can actually um, honestly digest those information when I hear from other people. I always think that they are just trying to be nice, one. Or two, they are always just say that you are cute. Not necessarily hot, but cute. Adorable. I get that. I, people like me. I do know that. But just not sexy that that kind of liking now that could also be because i have been in a committed relationship for 15 years and that's probably why that people respect me and therefore they won't come up to me and say um i want to have babies with you I want to have sex with you now. <laughs> or, no, you don't even need to have sex with me. You just need to tell me if I'm... <laughs> but I don't know how to digest. I don't know how to understand that compliment. Even if you do tell me up front, and maybe some of you have told me that, I still don't feel like it is genuine. I don't feel that it is true because I just don't know how to process that. That's my problem. But, um, yeah. So let's go back to Jay. Of course, I don't do enough about it, like go on a diet or things like that. But I like to bitch about it, um, about being fat and so forth and so on. So anyway, just know you're not alone. Uh, anyway, enjoy the podcast, and uh, I will talk to you later. Thank Bye. you. Bye, Jay, the Hunt Cup. I really appreciate it. And I know Jay from... Um, um, Pride 48, you know, I've met him in person. Very handsome man. Why may I say so myself? And, uh, um, if I may say so myself, as if I'm talking about myself. No, I mean, if I may say so. And I've met his partner as well. A lot of handsome also. Um, uh, yeah, I enjoy them. I, I wish I get to spend a little bit more time with them this last time, but, uh, we, I think the first year, the first year they were in the, I was lost. <laughs> the first year of Pride 40, the first year that we were in San, not San Francisco, what, what is that place? Las Vegas. The first time we were in Las Vegas, I got lost because I didn't know where the pickup place, place is. I went to the wrong entrance and then the, they found me or um, the shuttle found me and uh, they were in the, shuttle too they, they took pictures of me get, getting into the car and so forth but anyway in the second year too I saw them I get to spend a little bit less time with them but uh, Jay the Hunt Cup thank you so much for your message I really appreciate it and uh, 
thank you for sharing your thoughts and also kind of letting me know that I'm not the only one out there thinking about my fat and like to bitch about my fat. So thank you. I was going to go into a different subject, but oh my gosh, I already spent 30 minutes, almost 30 minutes talking about this, just responding to your um, comments and things. And, and so I will leave the topic that I was originally, originally, uh, originally, originally, originally wanted to talk about. Uh, I'll save that for later. So I'm just going to talk uh, a little bit about my trip back to Malaysia. I planned on this trip for a while now. Originally, I was going... Oh, that word keeps coming up. Originally, I was planning to go to China, but I'm not going to China now. And I am making my plans in September, actually at the end of August, to go back to Malaysia. And I'm going to go to Kuala Lumpur. Those of you who do not know, Kuala Lumpur is the capital of Malaysia. And some of the Malaysians listen to this podcast, don't you? If you're a Malaysian and, and if you listen to the show, please let me know. Uh, I, I'm i going back to Penang. on Actually, I arrive on the 31st of August, which is Merdeka Day or the Independence Day of Malaysia. And I'll be there for that weekend. And then I'm leaving for Kuala Lumpur, I believe on Thursday or Wednesday. Maybe Wednesday. No, Thursday and Friday. Thursday and Friday. And then on Saturday, I'll be meeting up with some of my listeners, my Penang Hokkien listeners in Kuala Lumpur. And then we are going to go out and eat. Mm-hmm. That's why I want to lose weight. I want to, We want to go out and eat. And then I want to meet you guys. I cannot wait to meet you all. And then I'm going to go to Saramban, where my cousin lives. And she and her family will be picking us up, us meaning me, my parents, to uh, from Kuala Lumpur to Saramban. And um, I'm going to visit with her. I grew up with this cousin of mine. She is one year older than me. We are. I'm actually growing up. I was actually closer. I spent more time with her than my own siblings because my sister is nine years older than me. My brother is six years older than me. And she's only one year older than me. And we always play together. We have fun together. And so we're very close. She used to live here in America as well. And we were very close. And her husband, I know her, her husband as well. So we're going to go visit. They have two kids, a, a son and a daughter. Daughter's so cute. The daughter is like a mini her, my mini version of my cousin, and the boy is like a mini version of my brother-in-law uh, or my cousin brother-in-law, and so uh, it's awesome. Oh, by the way, speaking of, my sister will be visiting me for the first time. Well, us, I guess, well, not necessarily us, but she is attending my niece's graduation, who is actually graduating from college this year. Old, can you tell? And so they're coming to visit and they're going to go to Chicago and all that with my brother. I don't have any more vacations, so I can't really go with them. And I'm also saving money for my trip. So they will be here. I'm excited to see them. I'm excited to show them around here and show them where I live. It's very nice. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, but anyway, speaking of... Uh, and, oh, okay, let me finish about my trip. So then I'm going to go be going back to Penang for a few days. I think on Monday I'm going back to Penang. And then that's Thursday or <laughs> Wednesday. I'll be flying again to uh, Miri, which is a town, a resort town that a friend of mine works. 
uh, she she uh, she works in the hotel there, and so we're going there to spend time with her and her husband, who's who was my um, neighbor when we were little, childhood neighbor, and we're gonna spend some time there. It'll be my parents, my sister, and I. Uh, spend some quiet time there, and she, and Pam already arranged everything for us, and she uh, they are so great and generous, and oh, so just so if I don't know if if you listen to this, I mean, <laughs> if you listen to this, my mom was scolding me that said that you cannot let them pay for the hotel. Mm-hmm. So to help me out, you're gonna have me, you're gonna have to have me pay it, okay? Otherwise, she won't stop. Uh, so, and, uh, uh, you know, just buy us dinner. Anyway, so, <laughs> uh, it'll be exciting because my sister and th- this guy, I mean, are very close and, and we, uh, it'll be nice to catch up and spend some time together. The main idea for this trip is to get away to somewhere sort of secluded and get away from people and be able to spend some quality time with my sister and my parents. Mostly my parents, but I'm glad my sister can actually make it with us. So it would be awesome to be able to spend some quality family time together in a in a nice resort. Looking forward to that. And we're looking forward to going to Brunei as well. I've never been to Brunei. My mom has been expressing that she's excited. Well, she was saying that she has never been to Brunei. She's thinking about going. So I mentioned that to Pam and Pam said, okay, we'll do a side Uh, like a quick day trip over to Brunei. So I'm excited about that. And then we'll come back from Miri to Penang again. And then I'm meeting up with some of my primary school friends. So friends from when I was uh, six, no, seven years old through 12. I'm meeting them because we've been kind of communicating on Facebook and I would like to see them in person since it's been so long. It's really nice to rekindle that connection again. And then uh, that same night also, a couple of my listeners are kind enough, generous enough to start talking about the idea of organizing a gathering of all the Penang Hokkien listeners. And I get to see them and meet them and you know hang out with them. So it's going to be a lot of fun. And then after that weekend, I'll be back here in America again, which is now my home. Now I, two, I have two homes, my childhood home. And my current home, which is Kansas City. Hopefully by then, I would have had my Google Fiber installed and ready to go. And before I close... Oh my gosh, something more minutes. Before I close out, I was just interacting with a listener of mine. um, And uh, I was saying that the side effects of, of podcasting, for Penang Hokkien especially... Is the opportunity that it opened up, and it's not. No, I'm not. I'm not emotional. I'm just like you know, have to swallow. <laughs> so naughty. Swallow my own saliva, but it won't go down. Um, I okay. So let me see. The, this is what I said to the 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 listener of mine, Patrick, and I want to. I want him on the show. Actually, I said I told Patrick that. Uh, the best side effects of Penang Hokkien is the opportunity uh, of friendships and, and fellowships. And so and he wrote back, he said, yes, so true. Thanks to you. Oh, thanks to you. Wonder if you realize what you were creating when you started. No, uh, that for sure. No, I, I, I knew I was creating something fun. 
I didn't know what the effects that it would actually cause. Like, what I'm talking about was these groups of small groups of Penang Hokkien listeners. Actually, they were on uh, my uh, show as special guests for several weeks, multiple, many weeks, and now they start to get to know each other. And they were all they were all in the UK, and they actually met up and actually have a nice several days of visit, and. You know things like that really makes me happy. You know, I did not plan that. I can't plan that. I'm not good enough to go that far, but it's that connection because of the language that made me feel so happy and so proud of the 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 side effects and the outcome that unplanned outcome that came from my podcast. So, you know, I am proud of it. I, I did. I cannot claim the credit for it. Um, the creation of mine did cost that, but definitely not my ultimate goal is to, you know, so that we can have uh, friends are made because of the podcast. Definitely not my original intention, uh, but I encourage that. I think it's a great thing, and that's the whole reason why I have been. Oh, general election in Malaysia is actually coming up. the The thirteenth general election of Malaysia is on. It's going to be on May the fifth. And and you all know this. I'm not a, and I'm not a Malaysian citizen anymore. I'm a, I'm a U.S. citizen, and so I'm not voting. I didn't even register to vote, so I, I I'm not voting. But I do encourage people to vote, and I have my own political opinions. Other people have their own political opinions about Malaysia. I don't really know too much about it, but it does look like a lot of like-minded people, people who are like me. Are going to vote for the opposition party? You know the ruling party has been going on for multiple years, like fifty years or something, somewhere like some really long time, and it is like since sixty something. So, uh, this is the first time that I thought the opposition party might actually win, based on. All the people that I interact with, and how many of them actually, and the young people, and the, those people who are, are fired up about this, are very much into possibly voting for the opposition party. So we might actually have a different ruling party. I don't know. We'll see, right? I don't know. I don't know the politics too much in Malaysia because I haven't lived there for so long, and I haven't followed for um, closely. So I don't know. But. What I'm leading up to from this topic was that some people wanted me, and I never really addressed that. I just kind of kept it a little bit quiet because I don't, I don't want to cause any, um, I don't want to cause a a an unnecessary conflict or objection or whatever. I'm just gonna kind of ride it out and see what people are saying. People are suggesting me on Penang Hokkien to talk about uh, the election, which I sometimes do. You know, I do topics that is related to the current atmosphere or the the current celebrations or whatever. So it is an unavoidable topic to be talking about election. Now I have to walk that line very fine, the, the fine line. I have to walk that gently, gingerly, because. I don't want to have that topic to be a platform for 
any side of your political uh, ideology or, or beliefs to come on the show and start to talk about politics. And we all know how hard and how divisive sometimes politics can be. Now, what I like about Penang Hokkien, and so far I've done it pretty okay, is to keep those divisive topics from occurring. Maybe we can talk about elections in general, but it is kind of hard to avoid people talking about their side of the stories, right? And I can just tell you that a lot of more active people on Binang Hokkien are probably heavy leaning on one side of the political spectrum. And so I don't want to call divisiveness. Is that a word? I don't want to cause... Uh, I don't want to cause an environment where we separate people. There are other places, like I talk about this here. There are other places that I think it's it's valid and you should be able to voice your opinion, but I choose not to have Penang Hokkien to be a platform for um for for separation. I want Penang Hokkien to be a place for unity. Whether or not you are for this party or that party or whatever it is or the, that coalition and that coalition, I don't really care because all I'm doing here is very simple. I want to bring awareness of the language that is, I'm afraid, that might be dying, which is Hokkien, Penang Hokkien specifically. And I want to bring attention to that. I wanted to bring people together who speak that language or who are interested in that language. There are people who are learning that language because of the website. There are people who are rekindling their love for that language. And that is the main thing. I want people to come together and use the website to be a place that they can feel sh uh, safe, be funny, be uh, put their guards down, and just be themselves using the language that they love. I want that to be the agent of unity. I want the language to be the hub, which actually is what a language that's what a language is you know that is the one thing that you the one element that pull people together so you, if you speak the language you start to communicate and you start to know about each other and learn about each other and be respectful of each other and that's what unity happens and so i want people to come together for hokkien build their own community build their own friendships fellowships elsewhere outside of the show you know, they're also cliques. I know that. They all respect me, thankfully. But there are groups, and I am starting to feel that too. They are the, the what they so-called the, um, I call them the uh, old birds and new birds, meaning the, the younger listeners, younger, I mean newer listeners, as well as the, the old timers, you know. And people who are who have been on the show for more than several times, I start to call them, they are the regulars. They are the old timers. But then they're, within the listeners, they are starting to... I'm I'm realizing, you know, don't think that I'm stupid, especially if you're a Penang Hokkien listener. Don't think that I'm stupid. I know that there are cliques. There are groups of people that you feel more connected to. And there are those early um, old timers 
those who are who have been listening since the beginning, there's a a group there, and then the new ones have another group, and somewhere in between there's another group. Those are like ghost stories of another group. I don't really care, and I don't really want that the the that divide to be a problem as well. So I want it to be. I want to be me for all of you. I wanted to keep doing Beneng Hokien for the ultimate goal. If there's a mission statement, the mission statement is to make the language cool again, because I think we, we've lost that. People feel like the language is kind of old and kind of archaic and uh, not cool. And the young people shouldn't be learning that. They should be learning English. They should be learning Cantonese. They should be learning Mandarin, but not that. Not English. Not uh, Hokien. So. The mission statement is, if there is one, to bring awareness about the language and also, ultimately, to make it cool again, where young people would feel comfortable using, will feel cool about using the language. Because I definitely sense the sense of shame when that language uh, is being used, because they think of that language as is linked and is related to the uneducated. The not so classy people. Now I will step down from my soapbox. <laughs> oh my gosh! I don't know how I got here, but anyway, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for your interaction. I love it. Interact with me on Twitter at uh, John Ong. Interact with me by sending me email online at gmail dot com. Call me like Jay did. I nine two zero iPhone one. Love to hear from you. Email me like Big Fatty did. Thank you so much. I appreciate you coming back week after week, even if I don't put out a show. Thank you so much, and I love you. Don't forget to smile; that's very important too, bitches. Bye. <laughs>